This is True Parenting Audio, episode 40. Hey everybody, I'm Andy Smithson, and this is True Parenting Audio, the podcast where parents will find inspiration and practical parenting tips that not only change kids' behavior, but build powerful cycles of continuous growth in your family through the principles of teaching, relationship, and upgrading yourself. Thanks for joining us in this journey to be a true parent. Today we're going to be talking about a parenting tool and skill that everybody has and everybody talks about, but very, very few people use it to their best advantage. I've found that it's a massively underutilized self-calming and regulation tool. And the sad thing about it is that people walk around all day long and don't even know that they have it. The tool I'm talking about is your breath. I'm going to start off our podcast today with a quote, and this quote comes from an unknown author. It says, when you own your own breath, nobody can steal your peace. I'd like to start off today by telling you a story about a mother and a son that I worked with that are very representative of a lot of parents that I've worked with over the years with very, very similar issues and which all of them had this tool at their disposal and just didn't know quite how to use it yet. This mom and her son came into my my counseling office and like other mothers, she it was evident that she loved her son, but she and her son were really struggling to enjoy life with each other. The subject in these counseling sessions was actually the son. Mom had brought him in to see the counselor for his behavioral problems. But as a counselor working with young kids, I always incorporate mom and dad as much as possible. As I got to know this mom and her son, I, it became very evident to me very quickly that this kid knew just how to get underneath his mom's skin. He knew all the right buttons to push. As a result of years and years of struggles with each other, they had become conditioned to expect the worst out of each other. And anytime they entered a room together, you could feel the tension rise between them, and it really permeated everything in the room. On several occasions when I would meet with them together, this mother would sit and talk to me. I didn't necessarily always require her son to sit nice and calmly on a chair, but he was free to get up and to walk around my office if he felt like he needed to. And we had discussed the kind of parameters of of what I allowed in the office and things like that at the beginning of our, our therapy sessions together. But this was not okay with mom. When he would get up from his chair or walk around or come over and and touch me on the shoulder or 
anything that he did, she was worried that he was going to break something or that he wasn't doing what he was supposed to do. And so she would bark at him to come and sit back down and all these types of things. And so throughout the sessions, I found that that she would actually audibly gasp when he would get up from his seat, that she would hold her breath when he was doing something that she didn't want him to do, but she knew that I had said was okay in my office. I didn't mind if he did it. And so she would get frustrated and I could see the energy inside of her and the tension just build up until she was about to explode. But to this mom's credit, we started to talk about skills, true principles that she could incorporate into her daily life with her son, and things started to get a little bit better. And again, to her credit, she worked hard, and each week she would come in and things were a little bit better. And over time, I could see a dramatic shift in her attitudes and also in her son's attitudes and how they interacted with each other. But after a couple of months of all of this, she came into my office one day and she said to me, things are so much better, but I still struggle at home sometimes to keep my cool. I wish I always had a parent coach or some kind of tool there to help me and remind me to calm down. So I said to her, you're in luck. You do. You have a tool that's always with you that can help you anytime, any place, And that's your breath. That's the awesome thing about our breath being a, a relaxation or a calming tool is that it's always with us. We can't misplace it like our keys or some lip balm. And if we learn how to apply that breath and be more aware of it and take slow, deep, regulated breaths, we can receive some amazing benefits from just that one tool. Some of the amazing benefits that come from using conscious, regulated breaths are first, increased personal awareness, a simple way to take control of an involuntary reaction, increased oxygen to improve both brain and body functions, creates a natural reflective moment for us, and it triggers relaxation and stress reduction. But just because all of us have our breath with us doesn't mean that we necessarily use it in the most effective way we can in order to calm ourselves and to have less stress in our lives. And so I want to share with you five different things that you can do to better utilize that tool of our breath on a daily basis. The first is to just notice your breath. The first step is just making the most of this incredible parenting and personal improvement tool is just simply to notice it. We have to recognize it consciously and voluntarily. Breath is an involuntary function. It's something that we don't have to think about, but when we bring it to our awareness, it increases our overall awareness about other things that maybe are involuntary in our lives as well. So I want you to try this exercise. Without changing your breath, just become deliberately aware of it. Notice whether it's shallow or deep. Notice whether your chest or your belly move when you breathe. Notice how you feel as you pay attention to your breath. And finally, change how you breathe in some way 
and make a mental note of how it feels when you change it. The second principle of utilizing our breath to its, its utmost capacity is to make your belly rise and fall with each breath. Belly breathing allows you to get more oxygen into your body and subsequently allows your body to function with greater power. When we belly breathe, we're expanding our lungs all the way down using the, our diaphragm to increase the capacity of our lungs. So one exercise that you can try to increase uh, your capacity, your breath capacity, is to place your hands on your belly across your belly button and take three to five deep breaths. Watch to see if your hands rise and fall with each breath and your belly should rise and expand with the inhale and fall and contract with the exhale. If you find that it's hard for you to belly breathe, sometimes it can be helpful to lay your stomach over the arm of a lazy boy or a couch or something like that and, and take some deep breaths in. In that position, it's hard to not breathe with your belly. And another option is to lay on your back on the floor and put a book or something, something a little, with a little bit of weight on your belly and watch that book or some other thing rise and fall with each breath. The third principle is to make each breath deep, slow, and regulated. So count out your breaths. In, two, three, four, out, two, three, four. Draw out each breath as if you're blowing up a balloon or something to that effect. This allows you to challenge the fight or flight switch in your brain and to get back into the driver's seat of your emotions and reactions. So a good way to exercise this is to take a normal breath as you generally would, then stop your breath and hold it for a second. Next, exhale again without taking another breath, push out all the air in your lungs until you can't get any more out. Now, take a deep breath and exhale in a regulated way, slow and steady, like you're breathing into a balloon again. When we get anxious or angry, or our breathing often quickens and becomes shallow, and this exercise helps us to consciously recognize that we have far greater breath capacity than we often use. We have the power to manage that breath capacity willfully. The fourth principle associated with positive breathing exercises is to attach a positive thought, image, or routine to your conscious breathing. This actually kind of helps us to make a plan before uh, anxiety producing or frustrating or anger-producing experience happens with our kids so that we can use our breath when we need it most. And so when we start to do those deep breaths and we fill our lungs completely, think now before you get into that situation, what will that breath spark in your mind? What kinds of thoughts will you associate with that breath? So identify something positive, some positive attribute of your child, or just a course of action that's positive that will help you in that moment. 
When we do this and attach a positive thought to that breath, our breath actually becomes a conditioning sort of response to, to a hard situation. And that conditioning associated with the positive thoughts helps us to better intervene with the process when it starts to happen. So an exercise you can do right now or when you're around a piece of paper that you can write some things down, just simply write out a statement that's positive or write out some sort of course of action that's positive that you'll incorporate when you have a a hard situation with your child or with someone else for that matter. Then practice that deep breathing while reciting those things that you wrote down. And the fifth and last principle I want to talk about is practice. I discussed in an earlier article and podcast uh, in discussing relaxation and meditation, the importance of practicing these skills on a regular basis, because just like any other skill, it's hard to utilize our best skills and abilities in a hard situation when we haven't practiced those in a more controlled situation. Again, this is the great thing about our breath, is it's something that we can practice any time of day, anywhere we are, with anyone. And we could do it in the car on the way to to work, we can do it while we're at work, or even when meeting with someone. Sometimes it can be helpful to have a guide of sorts to help you through that practice. And to take our breathing to an even deeper level, we can practice things like deep relaxation and meditation. I've shared through the Quick Calm toolkit that you can get at trueparenting.net slash toolkit. That toolkit contains both an audio that teaches you some more in-depth skills that you can utilize in conjunction with our breath, as well as a couple other skills that go along with keeping our cool and being more calm and stress-free. True Parenting will also be releasing on September 25th the True Calm Parent Relaxation and Self-Renewal series, which is an awesome eight-track series that has six different sessions of different types of meditation and relaxation for some 10-minute relaxation practice for people to do every day. Um, And those guided relaxation and meditation series um, sessions can be helpful to people to get into the routine of practicing it and also to help you so that you don't feel like you don't know what you're doing. So regardless of whether you struggle with yelling or spanking or just responding with negative tones or destructive words with our kids, it's important for us to be able to learn the internal emotional regulation skills that we need in order to, first of all, just be calm ourselves and feel less stressed out. And second, to be able to model those skills for our children so that the very things that we're trying to teach them to be able to calm themselves and to react to a situation in a way that's positive and to solve problems in a good way. And so practicing these skills is so important for us. And 
like I said, our breath is something that we can always take with us and we can always practice that wherever we are. And so I encourage you to remember these five skills in conjunction with your breath to better utilize the breath that we have as a calming tool as a parent. And so the first is to notice your breath. Second is make your belly rise and fall with each breath. Third is make each deep breath slow and regulated. Fourth is attach a positive thought, image, or routine to your conscious breathing. And finally, fifth is to practice those skills on a regular basis. And if you can't remember the exercises I shared with you as we went through this podcast today, you can go back to the True Parenting blog and you can look up this article, The Massively Underutilized Parent Calming Tool That You Always Have With You. So thanks again, everybody, for listening to the True Parenting audio podcast. It's so great to hear from so many of you recently that have uh, expressed gratitude and some wonderful things happening with utilizing the Quick Calm Toolkit with your kids. And I'm excited to hear from more of you as you utilize the, the True Calm Relaxation Series. If you have any questions for me, go ahead and email me at andysmithson at trueparenting.net. Or you can connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash trueparenting. Again, it's so wonderful to have you as true parents and to continue to encourage one another in this journey to be true parents. So thanks again for listening and we'll talk to you again soon.